Pretty sure. So, uh, I'm going to speak to the camera just at the beginning. We're here with Christopher, Christopher Vasquez. He's helped me uh, build what we have today. Um, helped me actually set up the podcast studio today. And uh, I want to thank you for being here, sir. Appreciate you, brother. Absolutely. It is an honor and a privilege, especially to be the first one. I'll talk to the camera real quick. But, <laughs> um, for the most part, uh, it's exciting, you know, um, to see where we are now in like a weird perspective way like and then we get to actually record it yeah yeah so. uh just as a bit of an intro i saw a statistic that said that um i i mean i'm gonna obviously hate myself for quoting this but it was some some something along the li- lines of nine million podcasts that exist um and only i believe it's like 80 percent of the people don't make more than one episode then 90 percent don't make more than five episodes and i think then the top 99 don't make more than 21 episodes. So I took it on as a challenge, basically, and uh, planned out the first 22 episodes. That way we would be automatically yeah. in the top 1% of the Already breaking podcast. statistics. So We're all about stats. Just a bit of motivation there. Um, and I figured you would be a great first guest because you legitimately helped me build this from when we started. Um, I've seen you grow from someone that knew nothing about cameras into someone that I would trust wholeheartedly with my camera to cover basically any event that we need. Thank you. Um, so I'm just kind of... Wanting to give the public a bit of your story, what your background is, what your goals are, you know, what, what you want to do with all this stuff. So um, why don't you th- tell me a little bit about yourself? Well, um, you obviously know me, but um, I think one of the most important things about me is that uh, I'm a creative. Uh, I like to make things of my own, but at the same time, I never was really business oriented. So in a lot of sense, I was always able to bring something to the table, what I felt like was for other people. And you saw that all the time. Like I would always like go work a job and I would be like excelling in that job. But there was always some sort of cap. Mm -hmm. And that cap was always either my time and never being able to go out with like friends, family and missing events. Not like things that were like small, like like whole vacations with families and friends. Like Mm -hmm. I would miss trips. And I was making sometimes good money, and there was also times where I wasn't. So I was able to kind of see, like, oh, even when you do have the money for this, if you don't have the time, what is the point? Mm -hmm. So uh, being creative has allowed me to kind of change from being there to not only being able to have time, but make enough money to feel comfortable. Yeah. And not be afraid of, like, everything. (laughs) Because that's what it is. A lot of the times, the people don't make the leap into doing what they want because of the fear of, you know, money. But I am lucky in the sense that, I, you know, I'm single. I don't have kids. Mm-hmm. So I was able to make some leaps that most people will make, too, with kids. But it was just less stressful. Yep. I can absolutely get that. Um, okay, tell me a little bit about, uh, I don't know, the benefit of doing the podcast like this is that we can... Obviously, cut it right here, yeah. and then that was a good um, input. So, I like that route. Um, what do you What do you really? I like wanna, your question so far. I guess. What do you really want to do with uh, with the, I guess the creative path, or or where do you see yourself in the next like five years? So I think I've actually told you like personally before. Like I never uh, like quote for quote. I never saw myself more than a shooter. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know the business side. Yeah. So now that I kind of have, and literally just followed, like, it was like four tips I think you gave me over a weekend. Yeah. And it was absolutely, like, and, and that weekend I was also nervous. I was like, hey, man, I don't have any work. I don't know what I'm going to do. Literally talking about, you know, hey, you don't always stress, but sometimes you have those times where you're like, I'm not booked. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, what are you doing? And that was literally just one question. He's like, what are you doing? And have you reached out? And have you even let people know? Yeah. And it was kind of like, um, like, obvious. Like, you know, something that you, if anyone were to tell you, you'd be like, oh, shit, I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then immediately applying, you know, you told me to reach out to as many small businesses as I could. As I'm also a small business. Um, let them know that you're available and send them, you know, your pricing. Mm-hmm. And then show them your portfolio, and which you also helped me build. And which was tremendously helpful because <laughs> immediately sending uh, the, the people I did send it to, they're like, oh, you have the food stuff I'm looking for, but I need it like this. Yep. Or you have, you know, the club, you, you can make a party video, but I need it in the club. Uh, and I made real estate videos and they're like, well, we need you to kind of 
transformed that into like showing off our club yeah. without people in it. So it, it played out very well for me, like in just one weekend of following a statistical just route that you you followed yourself. Yeah. And uh, it helped me a lot. And now that I know it works, even though like sometimes it doesn't happen so fruitfully immediately, but I've always played the numbers game, especially in sales with all the jobs that I have. If I'm reaching out immensely, someone's going to pay attention. Yeah. And even, like you said, randoms. You're like, reach out to randoms. And I was like, okay. None of the people that hired me have ever met me. Yeah. So it was just like, okay. And then when we met, like, it was great. I'm getting more work from them. So it was just like, okay. I, you can't expect everything to come from people you know. Yeah. Um, it's nice to be supported by your people, but, you know, they're not the only people that need you. Mm-hmm. No, it's definitely a teach a man to fish kind of mentality. Yeah. And- I, I'm big on not quitting things or not um, being done with things, per se, or calling it quits until I do everything possible. Because, like, even with this podcast, for example, I I really know that I have content inside of me, right? Like, for days. Because yeah. I talk to people every day about their business, even, like, with you, with your business as a, as a freelancer. And I really want to get it out there. So, I mean, I could very easily be like, oh, man, it's been... How many years have I had? Six years that I've had my business. I never did the podcast. I didn't start the courses officially until this year. And, you know, I had a lot of stuff that I have in the back of my head that I would definitely feel worse worse regret not doing them Mm -hmm. than failing at them. So I'm basically throwing myself into the fire in a lot of aspects, which is why I want to make sure that you kind of follow that mentality because really that's what it is. Like a lot of my clients from the very beginning were people that I, like like you said, had never met before. We were just had ideal goals, you know, similar, uh, mutually beneficial relationships to where I helped them grow, they helped me grow in my business, and, and things that I didn't even think about until I, I was able to look back later and years later and realize that those first jobs that I did for free or for nothing, essentially, multiplied tenfold, right? Because then I got clients that would contact me and said, oh, I saw this specific video that you did. I did that. I did that video, obviously, as best as I could, but with no intention other than just creating something great. Yeah, that's huge that you say that too, because that was probably the biggest thing that got me like straight up revenue immediately. Yeah. And you're like, um, find people that you resonate with. Exactly what you just said. Find people you resonate with, have the same goals as you, and that one that makes it working with them mm-hmm. super easy yeah. because y'all both want to succeed. You're not pulling somebody. It's a mutual beneficial relationship, and people that want to succeed see that you're helping. I mean, when they find out it's free. That also is like, you know, awesome. And, you know, they know, hey, I need this for my portfolio. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you need this to get your marketing out. Um, I like what you're doing. You've seen what I can do. Like, why not? Yeah. And then I did that, literally did that for one person, immediately got, it was a gym video. Yeah. Immediately got booked for an MMA shoot the next day after that video went yeah. up. And then... I, and then with the knowledge that I had from that video, I was able to make that video way better. Mm-hmm. Like, I understood, like, okay, this is the style we're going to go with this. Yeah. Um, getting the gimbal, obviously, was a great investment. Um, finding out that a gimbal isn't what you need for a product shoot. You really, like, need sliders and spinners yeah. was huge. Um, and that's with just experience, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, the free stuff, huge. Like, if you have the time and if you're willing... Not even if you're willing. If you want to succeed, you're going to have to do things that are free. And there's nothing wrong with that, but you're building yourself up. Like, one, there's less pressure on that video. Yeah. That gives you... More, That's huge. That uh, gives you more creative freedom so much to where you can just be like, well, I didn't go to school for this, but I definitely have time to watch someone that did. Like, Justin O'Day show is huge on YouTube, and he teaches so much. Like, I get to sit down and watch you, obviously, which is free, but, like, in you're building that, you yeah. know, you're going to start showing people, hey, look, this is how you do this, and that's, like, you know, well, where you're on your way, but, like, getting to watch other people do it, too, you know, YouTube is, like, a university. Absolutely. <laughs> and if you're not learning how to do that stuff, it's, it's absurd. Like, when I was a kid, I don't know how to play guitar off of YouTube, and it was, like, you were, like, No, you, I mean, I, I, can, I can attest to the fact that I started before you, and yeah. I was good, and then you were just, like, let me learn how to shred on YouTube, and you were, like, eh. And it's just, like, they teach you. They're, like, hey, they teach you. They're, they're just going to get it, and they're going to show you what they have, because some people aren't gatekeepers. Yeah, absolutely. And it's super, like, I love that. Like, um, you have kind of taught me that. Like, when I learn something new, I get kind of, like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's I wanna, exciting. Yeah, you're like, oh, but then you're like, but now someone else can do it. But then you're like, well, why not? Yeah. 
make something of it. Yeah, because that's kind of what the creative realm is now, right? Where everybody gets to have the same tools, has the same abilities to get things done, has the same resources as far as YouTube, but what's going to be different? What's going to make you stick out? What's going to, what are you going to do that changes that, that atmosphere a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I would say that now more than ever, the free stuff, and even now, like I've, I've had my business six years and I will still choose to do specific projects for free because I know that like either A, it's kind of a line of work that I want to get into. Yeah. It will lead to other clients. It will lead me to have the ability to say, look at my portfolio. This is something that I can do, you know. Um, and we talked about it before, but the, one of the razors, it's, I think it's a, a razor is something that you use to easily decide between two things. Yeah, you sent me a list. Um, and one of the razors was about projects, right? Mm -hmm. And this one stuck heavily for both of us because it's only take on projects that you would be okay with for half the pay, right? And it was, is it half the pay? And, what is it? Half the pay and twice the work? Yes. Um, only take on projects like that, basically, because if not, then, you know, it's, it's, you're doing something that goes against your better judgment, your happiness and, and what, mm -hmm. you know, would be, would benefit yeah. you. Pretty much like expect this to be 10 times more difficult than mm -hmm. you want it to be. And it's going to be four times less fruitful yeah. in, in, I guess, you know, money. Yeah. So, uh, so you have to be like, well, is this going to be something I'm willing to do out of the kindness of my heart? Do I still want to do that? Yes. Yeah and expect nothing in return and that's another thing that i had like a lot of trouble learning like not being like an indian giver uh, like, i don't <laughs> yeah. know if that's not a cultural appropriate term i'm sorry but for we'll, the most we'll, bleep part, it out. we'll bleep it out but for the most part it's just like you as a kid you know you don't if you don't learn the, the sharing correctly as you grow older you have to learn how to do that in a business sense and you're like okay then that's where gatekeepers come from yeah like not understanding that like you said the same tools is huge like i didn't like uh what was it the fx3 we found out is available for uh you can submit your film if you make it with that to netflix yeah. and then you're like hey watch mo and then i literally had chills i was like what am i doing with my life why haven't i started this so if anyone's listening to this and is also a writer and willing to act and help, I'm down to. We should absolutely put a project together. Yes, I want. I really do. am interested. Um, obviously, we have a whole bunch of dope homies that we're just gonna automatically cast. Yeah. And anybody uh, that's the homie's not getting paid until later. Obviously. Yeah. Once obviously. Uh, but no, that's a perfect reason for that contract. to say anybody that would be interested in a project, right? That would be like for Houston or about creatives or about anything like that. Um, that understands that it may be, you know, one fourth the, the fruitfulness the that, it, that it may be. Look up the razors. And would be understand. four times as difficult as what we're talking about. Um, and if still interested, then those are the people that we want to work with. You exactly. know, that, that will end up making it uh, more rewarding. Exactly. Um, okay, I what like was, that. What was the other movie uh, that I sent? Uh, it was like everything, everywhere, oh, all yeah. at once. You talked about that. Yeah, but we can use that for another tangent. Good. Um, this is tangent day. Yeah, tangent it, is, it is tangent day. But uh, that one kind of blew my mind. Because one, like, if you haven't watched it, no spoiler alerts. I'm not going to say anything about the movie. But please, I haven't watched it yet, so I would be very upset. Please watch it. There is extreme emotional attachment to it for me, so obviously I'm biased. But there's also a huge backstory to this movie. The fact that there, I think there was four or five people that worked on the editing. Yeah. And it was edited on Premiere Pro, which is what we paid for. That's to huge, use, yeah. Which, if you're in college, you can get a discount for the whole system. It's like thirty-four bucks. Yeah. Just do that, <laughs> and now you are in the realm of someone that can make a movie. You're legitimately already in the skill set now, and you're like, okay, well, now how do I get the storyboard together, the storyline, the yeah. the creatives, the actors, all that yeah. stuff. And right? like, luckily, I've had like super great mentors when it comes to editing, like you, Margot. Shout out, Margot. Mm -hmm. Um, she's like kind of like the OG whenever I need help and then I'm like Fabian please show me how to organize this <laughs> in a non-technical way yeah. <laughs> because I don't understand her brain sometimes because she went to college and she knows how to do everything mm -hmm. she knows hotkeys and that's what she said yeah. yeah she'll like she'll, she'll I'll be like hey rip it apart all my friends told me this was good already yeah and, <laughs> that, and that's always a, a bittersweet but it's the same thing I do with you I'm like hey I know you told me it's good now tell me what's bad yeah so you got to have that balance you have to have that. Yeah, you have to have people in your life that will yeah. kind of keep but, you back down to earth and also rise you up. You know, facts. That's a bit and, and it just lets you know, like, bro, we are so... It's like right there at your fingertips. You have, like you said, the tools. We are using the same tools that those people are using. And yeah. Their budget was the budget... Obviously, we don't have $23 million, which mm -hmm. was their budget. 
But that's the, if you know cinema, that's nothing. Like, especially because that is what one episode of Stranger Things caused. My theory is that with, okay, so the FX3, for people, for layman's terms, people don't know cameras, is like a top-of-the-line cinema camera, right? It's like, Sony, by the way. Like, yeah, it's a Sony gang only. Sony gang. Um, whenever consumer cameras, like the bottom to the top, at the top is a what's called the A7S3, which is a really nice video camera. Um, at the bottom of the cinema lines is the FX3. They're basically the same camera. Um, my theory is that with that getting closer and closer, right? The iPhone 14 just came out. Um, I actually just ordered it. I'm super lit. I, ha- I had the 11. So I think that going from the 11, which it's didn't have cinematic mode, didn't have macro lens. Yeah, it's a completely different camera. It doesn't have Apple ProRes. Um, going to the, the new one, right? Which has 4K cinematic mode, has the 48 megapixel camera. That is so close to what, like, the area Alexas were doing even just, like, 10 years ago, you know, as far as quality goes, mm-hmm. that we are on the cusp of people having Netflix-grade, <clears throat> excuse me, Netflix-grade cameras in their hands, right? To where the, the production budget, like you said, $23 million is a fuck ton of money. And what, was, what else did you, you just started, uh, 10-bit, like, you just, they're doing this. 10-bit's huge, yeah, and, and what, the next thing is going to be 12-bit, and that's going to be, like, 64 billion colors, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but to that point, so the budget for that movie was 23 million. Imagine you're able to get things done for 10 grand or a thousand dollars, you know, like when we get to that level where the brains of people that are truly creative, but like resources, mm-hmm. that's when we're going to start getting like masterpieces. Yeah. Because like that's where the gap is closing, where you can, you can break the, the money barrier mm-hmm. with the creativity because of your equipment. Now. Yeah. You're not being too hindered by the fact that, oh, I'm not shooting in 4K, so I can't even produce this mm-hmm. on the screen. No, you're you're making super good quality. Yeah, stuff. yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be at the 8K level, and then I was gonna say, so your budgets are on, on that on that point, right? So where all the people that are limited by resources are now able to produce their masterpieces that they themselves were not um, constricted by film school, right? Mm-hmm. So they t- we've talked about it before, where Picasso talked about how he could spend the rest of his life trying to paint like a child right like also don't quote me on that but basically it's you know you have you have so many confinements and restrictions as you learn that you're like oh my creativity can't go outside these bounds Mm -hmm. but then you get kids 15 year olds 18 year olds people that never went to film school never never even have any like prior technical knowledge about it except that they have these creative visions right they they think so then you give them a phone you give them some homies and then they're able to produce something that is otherworldly right you get the steven spielbergs that were hidden in the favelas of brazil and the little ranchitos in mexico and all those different spots that i think the creative world is about to get a fucking shell shock where netflix like i heard a conversation recently i think it was andrew schultz talking to joe rogan about how netflix is never going to compete with youtube because people don't use netflix for short-term content or short short form content Mm -hmm. i think that's going to change specifically with the camera stuff because like, like it, it had a point where I don't get on Netflix unless I'm going to spend an hour plus doing nothing or That's like true. watching, right? Yeah, I, but I YouTube, if I have five minutes, I'll get on and go look at the Hot Ones episode or go watch a Facebook, you know, and they have clip like of whatever. Good edits, good snippets, and then like highlights. Exactly. Same so, thing with like NFL. Like if I need to watch the games, I'll just go to, I'll go to YouTube. So I think that eventually we're going to get to the point where people are producing that short form content for Netflix at very high levels um, without fucking monster budgets, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that that's going to be a good thing that comes from the advancement in technology with us. Let's make sure that's not overheating. Okay. We're at 23 minutes here. Yeah, we're at 22.15. Um, Does it look overheated? Mm, it doesn't look anything, honestly. Yeah, it should be Gucci. My battery is 100% Gucci. I'll touch it, but we're not shooting 4K, so it should be Gucci. The only thing I think I may ask... Oh, wait. Actually, I just want to make sure it's focusing on you. Again, since I got all the way in frame, it's going to take away the focus. Yeah, I feel like this is going steadily. Okay. Um, what are some other... Okay, how about... I got you. Yeah. <clears throat> ah! If you had... Uh, like, okay, so I know that we've bought a lot of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. in our career as as filmmakers or photographers or whatever, um, if you had one tool that you had to give or like advise someone to buy, starting off, one for photo and then one for video, um, what would it be? Aside from cameras, because we can talk about cameras. Okay. Right? 
Hmm. I guess for, for photos. And this will be, like, I guess it doesn't matter what you shoot with. Because this will absolutely, extremely level your game. It is, and it's, it's going to be a little scary at first because you're, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. Is off-camera flash. Mm -hmm. um, buy a receiver and get a flash. Buy a pretty good, uh, like, you know, something that's going to stabilize it because you don't want it loose and have a broken flash immediately. Yeah. And, um, and, and just practice because... Um, you, you you immediately will, our game changed completely. Um, I went and I shot with Monica, uh, Momo. Uh, she was really good. I I forgot her Instagram. I'm trash. Uh, images by Momo. I images think. by Momo. Uh, she'll be on the podcast. She'll later. be on the podcast later. And um, literally, I took pictures on her camera, and I was they were so stellar, and I was just shook. And I, I have taken pictures on your camera, but usually I'm. I just don't have the environment mm -hmm. where we're shooting like it's like guerrilla warfare. Sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Because you're like, hey, get better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, she was like probably the best person I've ever shadowed in the sense that she took a lot of time with me and she was patient with my mistakes. Yeah. And I was just taking gas like, and I I got to edit those pictures in Lightroom and I was just like, is this me? <laughs> yeah. Did I take these pictures? Did I really do this? And it's it's that off-camera flash and flash in general mm -hmm. you told me also on top of that you're like hey don't just you know focus on off-camera just all flash all yeah. light in general is just gonna you gotta be a master of light yeah because once you learn how to manipulate light every situation is in your hands like you controlled it now like, yeah yeah i think that the the off point to that is people saying flash right because flash mm -hmm. is kind of a scary topic but mm -hmm. when you say i want to control light like i want to be able to master off-camera yeah. light you sound like a wizard you sound like a fucking wizard yeah so like and that's really what you feel like when you realize that, okay, this is not anywhere near the optimal settings, but I have a diffuser, I have a flash, and I can speak from experience that there are $500 flashes and $1,000 mm -hmm. receivers and, you know, a bunch of stuff. But yeah. I used a newer flash for a year, I think, solid. Newer is one of the, you know, quote-unquote off-brands, but they have saved, I can only imagine, countless freelancers. Yeah, you know, it's fact. And then, like... Imagine like a, a, those bulbs are expensive, mm -hmm. and one of those goes out on like your Godox. You're like, well, am I gonna spend five hundred dollars on the new Godox Speed Flash, yeah. or am I just gonna pick up a newer real quick before this? Maybe wait for my invoice to get paid, then drop it because it's not gonna just destroy my pocket. Yeah, because camera equipment, unfortunately, unless you're buying stuff that and you're just that far ahead, it's not it's not cheap. Mm -hmm. um, and you can get away with using these things, and I seen great things come from myself i have used godox because you have a lot of godox stuff so did momo have a lot of godox mm -hmm. stuff and you're just like this is flawless every time flash never doesn't go off yeah, yeah you, you see the differences um and uh you just have to just deal with what you can right now and then you don't let that discourage you because like the things that i've gotten with the newer brand and stuff like that have you know elevated my game people probably wouldn't even believe it mm -hmm. they'd be like how did you do that shot with that and i'm like well it's the same thing as this brand it's just not mechanical i mean i mean it's mechanical and it's not being operated on an app yeah so uh it's i mean just the creative thing yeah know? i mean the flashes well, the flashes i think the biggest difference is that the cheaper ones have like double a batteries and yeah, the other yeah. ones are rechargeable but yeah it comes with the game you know like if you if you're okay yeah. with that and you can manage it and you yeah. know how to you know, switch out the batteries pretty quickly, then it shouldn't be an issue. Yeah, it's like, like a gunslinger. Just like, All right, what about what about video? Um, video, man, that's that one's difficult. Uh, I would say, depending on your body, it doesn't matter what camera you have. Uh, what I've noticed, unless you're producing extremely high quality content for people that are paying big bucks, you don't need to upgrade your body yet. You need better lenses. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, that's probably just as expensive. So I think maybe as well is it might be redundant, but light, um, a good, uh, light set and, uh, sliders and spinners have saved me. You said three things. Let's go ahead and uh, cut that down. So yeah. those, okay. So you have lights, sliders, and spinners. What, mm. which of those three would you put at the it's top? It's always going to be light. It's gotta be light. I, I, I would agree with that. It's gotta be light because even with your iPhone, if you light something correctly, mm -hmm. It will look immaculate because yeah. we like we were just talking about like the the, the quality of them. It's not going to be super sharp like when you start zooming in, but 
for the most part, you if you know how to light a scene, and then you see those Apple commercials when they drop those things, those things are perfectly lit. They're yeah. not just using the phone. Correct. They don't let them fool you. Yeah, like, it's the iPhone like, plus a hundred thousand yeah, dollars in lights. Exactly. They got the graph team. They got the lights. They got everything going on. Yeah. So don't let them fool you thinking like, hey, this is just our phone. No. If you know how to do it correctly, and you don't need all the graph team, but if you do have that, you're gonna make something ridiculous. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, okay. What are the batteries at? Uh, mine is Gucci for sure. Mine's at 28. I think this works, like, as far as this battery thing. Like, it's going down. I just had another, another time where we're at. Do you want me to pause? Do you want to cut, like, cut recording or keep recording? Uh, no, just keep recording. I thought you did. That's what you did. Just I, I did on mine because it has a 30-minute cap time. Just making sure. Damn, these fucking mics are cool. Not to fucking burn some money on my credit card. Okay, um... What don't else? get an Amazon credit card. That's or do true. get them, just be responsible. Yeah, we could talk about credit for like hours, but yeah, that's not, not not here nor there, but work on your credit. Don't fuck it up. Yeah, this is a photography podcast for now. Well, it's a, it's a small business podcast, right? And you're a small business owner. You've helped me help small businesses. Um, I think that, I mean, the beauty of it is that I can have a 100,000 guests. Like yeah, because right? a lot absolutely. of small business owners, a lot of people that are part of that ecosystem, whether it's photographers, videographers, social media specialists, people that do websites, all of that stuff. And maybe I have a question for you. Um, okay. And this might be because of my perspective, and sometimes, you know, it gets a little mixed up. I'll be like, man, I'm seeing all this stuff on my phone. And you're like, well, algorithms. But um, I feel like um, maybe, I don't know if it's because I got into this job, but there is so much more small businesses that I even knew about. Um, opposed to before I did this when I was working at shirt shops, which is funny because at shirt shops, I was making everyone's shirts, Mm -hmm. like for uniforms, but a lot of it was like plant workers, you know, like... The uh, Jets. Yeah, the Jets. Name drop. Name drop. (laughs) Fox News, I'll wear wear one of their stuff. Yeah. But then I'll just cover the Fox because they ain't really that cool. Obviously. But the Jets. But the Jets. Jet life. Currency. Um, But for the most part, we... When you aren't in the realm, I guess, of small businesses, and you are, you see the, like how much they care about mm-hmm. what you're getting. Yeah. And I guess that's why you'll see some people are like, man, this shirt is $40. Like, yeah, this person didn't have a huge machine. I was working in a pretty big machine shop. This was not a small business. Yeah. And when you see, like, I know what it takes to, to make the shirt, but I know that they did it by hand. They pressed it. They came back with it. They went and actually mixed the colors by hand. I have a drill. And then when our drill went out, I didn't like it anymore. I was like, this sucks. <laughs> and then I was like, now nah, I feel like small business owner. And now you understand, like, there's a lot of work that goes in. You're mixing paint. You're weighing it yeah. to make sure you're getting the right colors. And then if they didn't like the way the color out and you printed out 20 shirts, this guy, he owns a bigger business. No, so yeah. He just takes the L. Small business. Now you have 20 shirts that, what, just the tint was off? Yeah. So there's a lot of things that I didn't understand. Like, And there's a lot of people making shirts right now. Uh, they bought a Cricut or they have those um, screen presses themselves and they're learning how to do all that stuff. So I can only imagine, you know, the learning curve is difficult. I had so much things given to me to make that easier. So you get a way more, like, I guess a wholesome feeling when you buy something and you know it's of quality and that makes me feel better at least. Yeah. I mean, to answer your question, which I think there was a question in there. I don't know. Um, it was... I like essentially you see that there's more small businesses that you feel there's more small businesses. I, I think that statistically there has to be right because of what you said, like the people that have crickets, the people that have, you know, they're, they're at home bakeries, they're at home, you know, even photographers, like mm-hmm. how many photographers do we know that technically that is their own individual business, yeah, you yeah. know? So I think this, the number is definitely higher. I think on top of that, you have social media, right? Which plays into before the only small businesses you would ever see are businesses that you would drive by or businesses that you would see on TV, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's your Facebook is bombarded, your Instagram is bombarded. Your t- that's really what social media is at this point. Is a kind of an ecosystem of customers and and businesses. Yeah, you know. Um, and at that, we are you know the customers of people's attention grabbing whatever they're doing. Yeah. So at at all points, it is a business. Like people don't. Some people don't see content creation as a business. You know these people that. I mean, some people are just dancing on, and that is a business itself too, but you just don't see what they see. Yeah. So you can't really knock these people's hustle if you don't understand that they sometimes make more than, like, I don't know who 
is also not going to, I'm not going to speak out of other people's pockets. <laughs> but those people are, so not all of them, but a lot of them are for sure making more than me. Yeah. So I, I see that and I'm like, okay, well, they were like, instead of creating content, I'm going to be my content. Yeah. I mean, we're in a very unique time right now where people are not only able to create and massively reach large, large audiences themselves doing nothing. I mean, not nothing. I take that back. I'm sorry for offending half the world, but <laughs> doing dances and doing things like that where they grow their following, right? And they themselves become advertising giants. And they become brands. Yeah, absolutely. And they're like, well, let me attract myself to um, like a shirt clothing brand. And some of these people will get big enough to like do collaborations with mm -hmm. big companies and, you know, I mean, I guess the best one that everyone loves is like Travis Scott and Nike, you know, like that guy is absolutely destroying the game. He's bringing back low cut Jordans, which is weird, but <laughs> people love this. Yeah. So, you know, there is like, if you have it and you just ride with your ideas, you can make anything happen. And that's why people like low cut dunks. That's an interesting point. <laughs> um, no, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's, it's such a unique time, right? Because you can grow organically in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like you can... I mean, I've seen the most fucking strangest pages, you know, where people yes. are have millions of followers, and and sometimes I'm like, do I just need to create nonsense? Like, just focus on nonsense, but I don't want to do that. Um, not knocking it, right? Because I sometimes I'm jealous. I'm like, damn, yeah, like what man. a concise and planned out kind of. We can go to an ASMR page right now that is shitting on both of us. Yeah, that will that will forever, forever shit on us. Yeah, forever. Like we'll, we'll never reach the views or the the content that they have, yeah. but the goal is to provide value, right? Yeah, exactly. It has to be kind of that, that value for us. Um, and, you know, I'm kind of all over the place, but another topic that I wanted to touch on was starting kind of from scratch, mm -hmm. you know, like having the ability to test different things out. And, and like we speak from experience that there are photographers and videographers that have easily $50,000 worth of equipment. Mm -hmm. And we just won't have that unless we all of a sudden get 50 grand. Yeah. And then, even then we'll probably spend only half of it on the you know, yeah. equipment and, and go travel or something with the rest, but there's there's so much in it that starts from nothing, you know, whether it's websites or your domain, like I, yeah. you know, like I, I told you about your domain with uh, Google, it's 12 bucks, yep. you get your branding started with 12 fucking dollars, you know? Yeah, it was like um, a you're like, dude, hurry up. Well, I mean, not even a roast, just there's so many people that have fully established businesses yeah. that have never even looked into their domain yeah. because... It's internet talk. It's yeah, like the, and then when you talk about mm -hmm. like equipment, I mean, and also time and talent. Mm -hmm. There's some people that like I know, like I know I'm a good photographer and I'm confident that I can go take great photography. Yeah. But I also know that there's photographers that are extremely more talented than me than me, and I don't know if they're just they don't haven't ran their numbers or they have different finances than me. But they will not charge the same as me. I'm like, you can charge more than me. Yeah. And I'm like, please do that because you make me feel like an imposter, mm -hmm. but at the same time. I know that I'm great, and I know that I'm worth what I shoot. I know what I, the equipment I'm using, and I know that I provide quality photography. Yeah. So it just it's just a matter of making sure you're putting you know the creative mind space as well with the business mind space. Uh, don't make bad business decisions that won't benefit you fruitfully in the end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even if it's a long it's a long play, right? Like, yeah. Long. Like play. where I think about where we are from where we started to now, it's been six years, which is a long time. Like, Dude, it's if you were to ask me how, what, you know, how, what would I do in six years? I want to take over the whole world, you know? Yeah. And I'm still very happy with the success and progress that we've made in the last six years because it's really monumental. Like the fact that we quit our, I mean, we basically quit our jobs, oh, our regular home. jobs. Yeah. I have a whole house. Yeah. Um, that, that was, Bro, I drive, I don't even have to worry about getting to my locations. I have a new car. Like mm -hmm. it's just things, uh, I, I was talking to my friend, uh, Garrett and we were, I helped uh, when I was recording for Avant, you know, when you get you that I work for you yeah. and, uh, he was talking about, it. I was like, it's crazy. You know, like we just, we can just make these moves now. And there was points in times where I'm like, am I going to get there? Like when I was driving the Jetta and, yeah. and uh, and I was like, just not making one good life decisions and two definitely not making good decisions of being my own boss yet. Yeah. I was definitely getting my real estate license in that time and I was working hard on that. At the same time I had just bought, you know, the six thousand from you, which is gonna be, you know, on a monumental wall. Yeah, there. we're gonna bronze it yeah. out. And uh, that that was, you know, the the game changer. Uh, I made an irresponsible decision to use my <laughs> income tax to buy it. But it changed my life. Yeah. I mean, but. you don't want to talk about irresponsible decisions because <laughs> we've definitely blown through some cash before. Um, yes. Obviously, hope the government doesn't see this, but 
I mean, my first student loan stipend we got, we had a lot of fun with, you know. Yeah, we were just... Specifically, we ate a lot of Wingstop. There was yeah. lots of Wingstop eaten during that time. I wasn't even going to U of H, but they could have counted me as a student because I was just in classes watching Parks and Rec, and yeah. you, were, you were actually studying. Yeah, I guess that bit of insight that the most of the public doesn't know is that it took me 10 years to graduate school or graduate college. Uh, I mean, technically, technically, it took me 11 years because I started in high oh, school, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So I started taking college classes earlier. Uh, I mean, it wasn't a pretty road. We, Chris, like you said, he went with me to school and I made the mistake of signing up for 7 a.m. classes. Um, that was a clusterfuck because who, I mean, not only 7 a.m., but like getting to class at 7 a.m. And we just didn't have the discipline for that. There, I mean, we went to a school, no offense to Rayburn, but a school that really didn't prioritize education like that. And didn't really tell you what how how aggressive it was gonna be. You played the system like perfect though. Like no, I don't. There's like very few people that I know played the system the way you did. Because even my brothers, all of them that were like went to Rayburn as well, they all had like off periods. They had like two off periods. Yeah, bro, you. I think what you were in school for like three hours. Yeah, so I think that my senior year I had dual credit the first two semesters, but or the first two classes. But I I dropped my English class because I didn't want to take it at San Jack anymore. Um, and then I had Planet Rayburn and for a class period, and then I had the school store for two class periods, and then mm. I would leave for, for my bit for my job. Basically. It's crazy. Isn't like Planet Rayburn what kind of like... Yeah, that's, would you that's say, the reason for all of this. Honestly. Yeah, would you say... I, I sometimes forget mm-hmm. about Planet Rayburn, but then when you say it, it's clear as day. It's yeah. like, oh, it's like, oh. Okay. So Planet Rayburn for, again, the public is uh, basically a broadcast system yeah. slash news, news news yeah system class announcements is it what they call it in high school yeah like the announcements where you get you know they, you stand and do your pledge and then you know, yeah it was it was for our high school and uh shout out mr bork he was the first the first teacher i had in that class what um, an og dude he he set up i mean man it's crazy to think about how much we've advanced in that time because they were using tape recording and like somebody had to upload that tape into a digital format and then export it and then do the whole news broadcast. I mean, it was insane because the very next year, I guess the school got a stipend or some sort of, you know, large grant and they hired uh, Mr. Powell, John D. Powell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got all the Macs, right? He brought all the Macs in. Oh, yeah, I mean, God, he I taught us I remember that. Photoshop. I mean, technically, he taught us uh, Pixlr, which is a free version of Photoshop. Like, if you don't know Photoshop and you want to learn for free, like, even though Adobe is much cheaper now, mm-hmm. Um, Pixlr is what we learned on, and then from there they they bought uh, Photoshop. They bought Prem- not Premiere. We were using Final Cut Pro, mm. um, but Final Cut and Premiere are very, yeah, very similar. Seamless. Just minor discrepancies in like yeah. the systems, but uh, yeah, I mean that taught me like rule of thirds, just certain things about beginning and endings of shots, how to like composition, um, things that I basically left off the table for six years or so. I mean, basically until I started my business again. Because I didn't pick up photo and video until, I would say, the first full year of the marketing business because I had, um, like, goodies, Griselda, which actually I think you connected me with while you were working at AT AT&T. She she needed photos and videos and, you know, a bunch of stuff, and so did several clients, and I was hiring photographers for that stuff. And that was great, but at the end of the year, when I looked at how much money I spent on photographers and how much of a disconnect there was between what I was requesting and, like, what what I was getting necessarily, um, it just made more sense for me to take that on as a, as an in-house job because then I have, you know, 10 clients mm-hmm. that I'm doing regular marketing services for. And then I say, Hey, I got a camera. I am doing it myself. Now, are you interested in adding this service? And a couple of people, I did a lot of stuff for free, you know, and, and really helped grow my portfolio to where whenever I show other people and ask other people the next question, I say, well, look, this is what, this is what I do. I don't have to talk as much, you know? Um, Fucking completely lost my tangent. Well, like, what I was going to say, I guess, add to that, and that's always been something that I've admired about you, is that you have always been business savvy, but it's not like you lacked a creative mm-hmm. mind. Like, we were in band Thank you. together, we played guitar, um, and I know you're good at guitar, because you, you're far more versed in chords than I was, uh, and still are, because I just learned how to shred. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> and, compliment each other on that. And um, I think about that, and how that has benefited me and like and being one of your best friends and also like we've done a lot we also do real estate together and it's almost you know like uh, i guess uh we joke around that your older brother is like a person from the past like just you in like another dimension but it feels almost you know poetic the way 
it works that way because not a lot of people do that. Like, I definitely felt in the time, and I think I even texted you, like, dude, that's a loss. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even know. Like, and you're like, what? You're, look at you. Like, look, just look at your portfolio. Yeah. <laughs> we mean loss. And that was like, kind of like a slap in my own face that, you know, hey, dude, be like, the, uh, the breathing class yesterday, don't negative show. Like, self you have a mountain of evidence to prove otherwise. And yes. you're still kind of like, fuck, oh, Literally a mountain of evidence of like, I can, like, hard drives full like that i literally i have to buy more really yeah you have like a million and uh, and yours are like way more like mine are just like terabytes and i think about it i'm like dude i don't i can't i can't even store everything that to prove of how good i am yeah so at that point like sometimes there's amount of evidence that proves you one thing and you don't want to see it and sometimes it's not a positive thing sometimes it's a negative thing but sometimes you just have to look at it for what it is yeah and uh, i am like i said i i admire that about you because I honestly, I'm starting to try to make that switch. I'm making, and I'll text you, and you'll be like, "Hey, well, was this a good business decision?" And you're like, "Well, that's, you know, what I would have done." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's because you know I, the boot camp that we joke around about, but like, quite literally, I'm like, I've been able to shadow someone that has been successful, in pretty much the same business, and has had, you know, I don't, I just, I can't even think of clients that have ever been like, you know, we had a bad experience with them. Yeah, it's, it's very, very few. And it's because of the way you taught me how to handle situations. And, you know, uh, it's not like we're getting ran over. It's just we're making sure that we are always providing what we promise yeah. and being of your word, you know, the four agreements. I'm a big believer in, yeah, the four agreements. Fuck. I mean, we just, quick side note, everybody should be reading. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about before how you don't even necessarily have to read things sometimes, but just like understanding yeah. them. So the four agreements. Off the top of our head right now, this is a test. Oh, man, so sure. be impeccable with your word. Always do your best, which is a fucking huge yeah, one for us. Huge. Um, don't make assumptions, which is the one that we had recently yeah. forgotten, but now we will never forget. You so can't. Just don't make assumptions about people or about any situations. You know what happens when you assume. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the last one is so impeccable with your word. Don't make assumptions. Always do your best. And. Uh, Damn, we have to cut all. No, no, we're not gonna cut it. We got this. Impeccable with your word. Oh, uh. Like we said. Oh, oh don't take anything personally. Ah, that's I'm like, one. and that's the one I need to say. You're like, I was about to start taking that real personal. It's like, I'm taking it personally right now. Um, yeah, those are, those are big for us. I remember when you did, you would always repeat that to me because I had a problem with that. And it would go to like, where, and of course, sometimes some people will step lines when you're roasting, but like. <laughs> If you're if you're in, if you have a friend group and you're getting offended at every joke that's being said your way, but you probably it's something else. Yeah. It's for sure something else. Take a step back, reflect. Mm -hmm. um, maybe you're sensitive as well. I mean, for sure you could be that. Which is fair, which absolutely. Is fair. Yeah, which is fair. Because there's sometimes where I'm like super sensitive, and Saving <laughs> will be like, "You're hurt. <laughs> you're hurt right now. Let's take a step back." But it's it's just uh, that same concept of me forgetting my temper. Mm -hmm. That is, maybe I should rename the show from Connect the Dots to, don't know where the dots are going, but they're going to end up connecting somehow. Yeah, they connect so, in full circle. They do end up connecting somehow. Um, what else? What else would be a good topic or a good kind of thing to, to touch on? I feel like we have killed some content. So We've far. killed a lot of shit so far, for sure. Um, so, I, oh, so I asked you about that. What about, um, I mean, this is kind of just a, a fun question. So make sure that you're in the mm -hmm. camera angle. Uh, if you had a million dollars right now, what would you do? Um, I would invest in real estate. <laughs> I would immediately start buying single family homes until I can afford multi-purpose living homes and apartment complexes. And then after that, once I have enough money to kind of venture into businesses that are more pleasing to my like heart and mind, mm -hmm. uh, I would go into things that are more risky than like in a sense, uh, I would just start buying super cool camera stuff like drones. <laughs> like, like I'm gonna get drones and have a red. I'm gonna, and that's like half my money already. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the five hundred dollars, five hundred thousand of the budget. Yeah, that's like literally gone. Uh, but like I really, really want because at that point, you know, that money's making me money, and that's when I want to start investing. And then I also I've told you like I kind of want to invest in the shoe business, which we both know isn't like something that I, once you're at the highest. <laughs> yeah, level, you'd for sure be losing money every year, but we'd be like, fuck it. Like, yeah, it give me be, some of those Christian. I'd be like, anyways, I'm gonna give Fabian some shoes. So he yeah, I would, every Christmas this. you would be like, here's some shoes. I'd be like, all right, well. 
Yeah, throw him in the stack, have a closet full yeah, of just like, so I can't complain about his business not doing well. <laughs> that's true, yeah. I mean, as long as the other businesses do well. That's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's a good answer. Basically, you're saying with a million, you would secure your finances, yes. right? That's what the real estate's for. Mm-hmm. So yeah, get that residuals. And mm-hmm. then after that, you would do more risky stuff. Get, essentially, just film your whole life with yeah. sick camera gear. And, and I see that now with a lot of content creators. Um, with they, once they've made it kind of like, they kind of have, like you see their, their setups just grow mm-hmm. immensely. And then they, uh, they'll start becoming the content. Not only do they work for other people, they start making stuff themselves. Like a lot of them were like, what's my interest? And some of them are sneakerheads. And I'm going to start doing some stuff like that, showing off my shoes, putting them. Like, it's really cool. Like, they'll put them on spinners or they'll show off their fits. Like, this is how I fit for when I shoot like this. When yeah. I go to a wedding, this is how I'm dressed. It's like, or this is my setup and my camera when I'm doing this. You know, look at these are my settings. Yeah. And, and then they'll show, you know, kind of like that. And it's, you know that's what I would like kind of want to get to a point where I can secure my finances where the only things that I'm recording are things that I want to. And then I kind of want to really get into like either like hip hop scene, uh, recording those events like that. I want to get into like a live videography where I'm like doing recaps of shows, like mm-hmm. sick ass festivals at the highest level. And I, and you already know, like when I first got that camera, my original dream was to shoot for the Steelers uh, to shoot, you know, sports photography. So yeah. that's, Something I've uh, kind of been working on low key, and not a lot of people have seen. But I do have some stuff that I'm gonna like just start posting because, yeah. because I don't. Um, and you're always just like post every day, and that yeah. was one of the things that got me immediate business. And I know if I continue to do it, it's gonna do the same thing. And I had, and I now I have a whole bunch of stuff archived that's about to just start popping off. And it's weird. I posted like a concert thing with no tags, and dude, like just because of the organic amount of I post, I'm getting so much more following. Mm-hmm. Like I got uh, like. 10,000 views on that and I didn't even like tag anything. Which did, concert was that? It was a uh, Panic at the Disco Super Live um, and it was very fun. Uh, oh, they also have the Steelers that are watching. Yes, please. Right, I am trying very hard. Uh, have, you e- com- have you emailed them yet? Um, yes. And I've also sent my email portfolio because you told me to and you're like, I'm going to roast you if you don't. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, you never know. You never know until you try. Uh, and uh, I, I did the same with the Astros. I sent them that video. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. It's like every now and then that video just pops off again. Like, it'll just, like, get traction. I guess I, maybe the song grills goes off. Like what that. I imagine is that, like, you have a hashtag in there that yeah. cycles out through the top videos, and then all of a sudden it'll be on there for a while, and then everybody will see it because they're searching yeah. for Astro stuff. Well, which is something you've taught me well, too, is um, be more meaningful with your hashtags. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing, like, be more meaningful with what you're saying. Like, that's on your screen. Like, make sure. Be impeccable with your yeah. words. Like, make be sure. Be impeccable with your posts. Dang, I like that. The four agreements of social media. Yeah. I'm just saying. Trademarks, you can't steal Don't that. Don't steal that shit from you us. You just heard it right now. Facts. Books coming out in 2024. All right, anything else you want to touch on? or? I feel like you just need to make sure you remember that last part. Don't forget the last part. I'll, I'll, I'll edit it out. That, that's something that I think... That's, look it up, make sure it's not been written. and that's something. Even you, if it is, I'll steal it. Yeah, fuck. Fuck it. Fuck it. Um, it feels pretty kilt. I, I want to say, let me just give me 30 seconds to see if there's anything else I want to touch on. I think we did a fucking good-ass job. Um, I cussed a lot. I'm sorry. Sorry. What, uh, what is uh, Gary B? He's like, just be your authentic. Just self. be you, yeah. Thanks just so. be authentic, and that's what I'm hoping that gets the traction here. Yeah. Um, well, Chris, thank you so much for being, a, being my first guest. Dang. On connect the dots, boom, 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 boom. Damn. Hopefully, I can draw that out later. If not, it'll. I'm pretty sure you can look like it. the Disney thing. Or Margot got this. Margot, we're gonna hit you up for that. Um, and yeah, man, just Appreciate thanks you. for being a solid ass friend and really a, a extremely valuable asset to my life. I appreciate you, man. And I mean, vice versa. You have obviously, we've both seen each other level up, yeah. and it's. It's like this. We always say like, and it's been six years. We're like, but it's just the beginning. It's yeah. just the beginning. For I, when I first started, when I, like literally this morning, I was like, oh, I almost feel like we were preparing this for like a very local group of people, right? Like I, I imagine our friends and my cousins are gonna watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you never know. Like you never know who is gonna fall in love with us and be like, oh, that's. And I think uh, like what also helped a lot too is like real estate has gotten me able to articulate myself mm-hmm. and speak. Very clearly, like get what you want out. Let's touch on that for a second before we before we call it quits. 
So how do you manage your, your real estate um, as well as your other stuff, like doing all this stuff at once? Okay, just to be honest, and I just, I'll be wrong, if you know sometimes I, I struggle, Yeah. but uh, Google Calendars, and uh, we, we do have people that help us as well. We have an amazing team, mm-hmm. uh, Christina, Lynn, our admin. Um, uh, it, it's mainly making sure that I'm communicating with you guys at full effect and taking full accountability for things that... I, you know, I know I mess up on because and that's when I told, that's why I said just being fully honest, you know, I struggle sometimes. Yeah. And, uh, that'll go so far for you. If you want to just make a, uh, get a planner and just start planning on Google calendars because it sets immediate updates. Like it's always reminding you, you can do it every 10 minutes if you want, which is annoying, but just do it like an hour before your, your showings and stuff like that. Uh, I manage it in a way that I just try to make sure I'm shooting mostly in the mornings or if not late evenings because for the most part people are getting off of work around three to six and that's when they want to see houses no one wants to see anything in the dark and if they do like that's really want it yeah um and and it's never not worth it for me honestly um you know how i've worked every job it's like uh and it's it's the same concept of the bridge thing or the wall like to go under go around or go over like i, I go under means you're willing to put in the work do the work like you'll do and you'll get dirty, you, you'll, you'll get the shovel, you'll, you'll make it work. Yeah. And that's kind of the way I approach real estate. And I think that's the way I've approached a lot of things. And you have taught me, Hey, you can do that, but pick your head up. Like look out for yourself. Yeah. Cause not, I joke around and I say, not everyone has a Fabian in their life. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, the reason I say that because you've looked out for me in times where I haven't looked out for myself, where I could have got screwed by like another business or just made a bad decision business-wise or just not invested my money in the right place and without that knowledge now and being led by example um, because uh, no offense to my parents but my parents only have one thought process and they got me to the best place they could Mm -hmm. and helped me immensely yeah and but that's now that can't be the plateau yeah there has to be a next level for Mm -hmm. your family and for your generations and luckily, you have great brothers and sisters that have set great examples, and I was able to follow, you know, with you as well, yeah. and see that. And like my brother Oscar, that boy is like getting it, like making sure he's he's learning data analytics, and you know he went a different route as well as you know working his wife as a nurse. So you see like great examples of like if you just follow something and you stick with it, it doesn't have to be you know nursing, it doesn't have to be you know data analyst, doesn't have to be banking, mm-hmm. it can be photography. But there's a structure behind it. If you don't structure yourself the way they have structured their businesses, why do you think that business is successful? Yeah. They went and studied the, the data and they analyzed it. Yeah. <laughs> so you, they, you're like, hey, this works. This is productive. And then you have to do that for yourself. And once you realize how you work, put your shoes on. Look that up. Put your shoes on. Don't take them off. Yeah. Well, that was great. That was the second answer. All right, that's the end. Boom. Sick. Lots of shit.